Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. It's Susan Pinkney, your host of the Southern Belle of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? This week's episode, The Kardashian-Jenner Decade. I'm going to do this as if I'm presenting arguments for a debate. And the debate topic is the Kardashian-Jenners are the most influential family of the last decade. Sounds crazy if you've been following the show or watching from the very beginning, as I apparently have been. I did not realize how long I've been watching them until this season as they started flashing back to the early episodes and I remember them. So I've been a fan of the show since its inception. And let's just stop and think for a second, how did this show get started? Well, it's about a little family who grew up around a lot of celebrity and had a very high profile attorney father who was probably most famous for being a part of the O.J. Simpson trial. He was the one that when you watch the trial clips, he's the one who looks shocked and stunned when they give the verdict. It's like he was in a position where he wanted to and had to support his best friend and provide legal counsel. But at the same time, he loved people involved in the case and he was in a tight position, a very precarious position, one that most of us probably wouldn't know how to navigate. So the kids living in and around Los Angeles and Beverly Hills grew up with some of the most famous people in the world and the children of the most famous people in the world. And they all became buddies and friends and had close relationships. They had access to these people. So Kim, for example, started off being a stylist and a closet organizer and all of these ways that she was implementing her entrepreneurial spirit. At the same time, she'd hang out with her bestie BFFs at night some of which were already famous for other things, and she eventually got noticed. So she used that celebrity to date quite a few popular, well-known people at the time, including like Nick Cannon, Reggie Bush, all the guys that the young girls who liked a certain type of guy would have been interested in dating at the time. During her let's be young and free kid 90 days, although her Kid 90 days were in the 2000s. During her young and free days, she also dated Ray J. You know Ray J, the brother of singer Brandy. Ray J is famous on his own rights, had a couple hits, and he's had several reality shows, successful reality shows. Ray J. Well, somehow, some way, a very intimate time between Kim Kardashian and Ray J was leaked to the public. If we are to believe her, it was either stolen or a revenge porn type situation. Either way, she did not directly have anything to do with its release, according to her. It was a situation where they had a choice. Not a choice of how exposed she wanted to be to the public 
but a choice of what she was going to do from that moment on. Was she going to let other people define her? Was she going to crawl under a rock and hide? Or was she going to take the most bitter, almost rotten lemon that she's ever been dealt in her life and turn it into some kind of magical, sparkling lemonade that none of us had ever seen. Well, she chose the latter. The show was created. Of course, we all knew who Kim was because of all of the paparazzi videos and her being out in public and her unfortunate tape that was leaked. But we also got to know the rest of her family, including her stepfather, Bruce Jenner, who was always, ever since the Olympics, a public figure, but not on the level that he became a public figure through that show. And I'm calling him Bruce because I'm referring to a specific time period and I'm calling him he because I am again referring to a specific time period. On a personal note, I actually turned down a job where the script required me to call Kim a porn star. It was hard. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Not just because it was Kim Kardashian. I don't know her. I have no personal direct connection to her, but she is a woman who, especially by the time that this opportunity was presented to me, had far surpassed anything having to do with that part of her life. And for me, I find myself to be a kind, personable, positive person. And for me to accept a position where I would call her a porn star, in my own voice, using my own name, did not feel good to me. I don't feel like I could live with myself tearing another woman down, no matter who she was, to make a little change. I turned the opportunity down, which most definitely would have led to bigger things and was a really great outlet and a really great position, but I couldn't bring myself to be that person on purpose. So on a personal note, I absolutely would say that my life has been directly affected by the Kardashians. But even outside of that, I think all of our lives have been affected by the Kardashian-Jenner clan, whether we want to admit it or not. I'm gonna say a few words, just one word only, and you'll know that we've all been influenced by them. Selfie, contour, lip kit, yeah, and Bible. Now, even if you've never said any of those words before, which I don't know who would have not ever said any of those words before, we all know what the pop culture reference to all of that is. You have to directly link it back to them. Probably before the Kardashians, the most famous curvy woman with a, a big bottom was J-Lo. And it's kind of funny to say that now because if you look at Jennifer Lopez versus what is considered a large derriere these days, there's no comparison. And I remember when Jennifer Lopez became popular for her bottom, it kind of normalized what I always had a weird feeling about, especially being a gymnast and a cheerleader. And 
I always felt a little strange about having a bottom that was a little pokey, as my mom used to call it. So I was completely not only normalized with the whole JLo situation, but now considering standards today, I don't even have a butt anymore. Like my butt is non-existent compared to what people are doing now and what's normal and what those standards are. And of course, we can 100% directly relate that back to the Kardashians. Now I'm not gonna say that that made the world better, but the idea of all body sizes and all body shapes, curves especially, but even super tall, super thin people, every single person has somebody that you can relate to body style wise when you see that show. It breaks my heart to hear that Chloe was tortured and felt different and sometimes unattractive because of horrible things that people said about her and about her in comparison to her family, which is absolutely ridiculous. We're all gonna feel how we feel and trolls or whoever else these people are that decided that they wanted to try to tear her down or make her feel different or somehow make having a normal body negative. I, I feel bad that she had to endure that, but in some ways, through her pain and through all the struggles that she had to endure, unwillingly, she helped so many women who were struggling probably with their own body images and their own self-worth. She inadvertently helped those women to embrace themselves and feel good about themselves and to be happy. And each of the family members had some positive contribution to the world. I'm not gonna go through every single one of them, of course, because 15 years is a very long time to go through all of the things that they have contributed to our society. But I will highlight some of the ones that really stand out to me. I'm going to do just a very quick uh, go back to Bruce Jenner because I don't want to leave that hanging with me calling him Bruce Jenner. Again, I'm referring to how when he started the show, it was Bruce Jenner, the Olympian stepfather to the girls and father to the younger ones. And how he taught them about making money. Like he, I remember t him taking them on an appearance. Um, I think it was Courtney and Chloe. He took them on an appearance where he did public speaking and they saw him in a different light and they realized how hard he worked. And of course that influenced them later in life. So he was always really good. He was, he was always there and woven into the story. And of course we learned later, the biggest story was that He's always been a woman on the inside and he somehow, some way, even with all of the eyes on him, found the courage to become who he always wanted to be. And through that courage, no matter what you think about him, because I do have some reservations about some of the things he said and did on the show, but no matter how you feel about him, he has helped some people feel stronger in who it is that they are and what they value and helped some people not only let's say come out of the closet but also find their real selves in in whatever their life or their transition is and not just transgender people but his authenticity has helped other people to find their authenticity and that is always going to be a good thing okay the show put a spotlight on issues like prison reform yeah we enjoyed seeing kim 
cry on the couch about Reggie Bush when they had that final breakup. And that was such a pitiful scene. And it hurt us as fans to see how hurt she was. However, now she would see that everything happens in life for a reason. And if she would have, let's say, married Reggie Bush back then and became Mrs. Bush, we would have never had the modern day Elle Woods that we have today, who has been spotlighting issues like prison reform. And I have to say this, Van Jones, who was once a White House cabinet member and who is a CNN contributor, we all know who Van Jones is, right? He saw what she was doing with her platform and invited her to make it more legitimate with his law group. And they have been doing prison reform things together as a team. And there were some giggles and laughs about having Kim Kardashian working on prison reform. And people mentioned how, yeah, her father was an attorney. And she said in passing, well, maybe, you know, one day I could also be an attorney. Then the jokes ensued. Everyone thought it was funny. Van Jones stood up for her and said something to the effect of she'd be good. It's in her blood. And he's seen her work and he believes that she could do it if she wanted to. He said this about someone who did not have a bachelor's and who was known for being a cute reality star. But he saw not who she was then, but who she could be. And because he saw that in her, she already saw it in herself. But with all the naysayers and all the negativity and everyone like not believing that she could do it, it just inspired her even more and gave her more incentive to work harder to do what she already knew she could do. But to have someone have your back and stand up for you like that had to be super cool. And I have to say it, not now maybe, but some years from now, I would not mind seeing Kim and Van together as a couple. Just saying, had to put it out there. He is the kind of guy that I think that she should ultimately one day end up with. But back to big issues like prison reform. She has young people who would have never been invested or interested in the law, interested in our prison system, interested in what happens to people when they're on death row. She has people who would have never thought to be interested in those things learning more, making calls to their local politicians, doing more just because of her platform, her trips to the White House, getting eyes on the issues of injustice. How could there be anything ever wrong with using your platform for good? And then we can talk about the moment during the pandemic, the very early days when Surgeon General Jerome Adams did a shout out to Kylie Jenner and asked for her help to get her 166 million Instagram followers to understand that coronavirus was serious and that they needed to take it seriously. Later that same day, she made a video asking her followers to take the virus seriously. Our United States Surgeon General reached out to Kylie Jenner to ask her to get the word out, and she did. It's incredible that their influence and their platform and the way that people embrace them and receive whatever they say, whatever they suggest, whatever they wear, how they style their hair, how their makeup is done, whatever they say is cool, everyone follows it. You can deny it, but it's true. And another way that the Kardashians helped us to fully understand this pandemic was Chloe documenting 
her entire journey of being quarantined, finding out she did indeed have the virus, feeling normal, and then having a healthy woman deteriorate to almost dying, having a C that at the time the hospitals were so full that they couldn't even receive her when she wanted to go to the hospital because she was afraid that she would die, having a C that her family couldn't come and help her and be with her because they couldn't get sick, having us actually witness what it looked like for someone to have the virus and go through all the stages of the virus, including after she started to feel better again, not being able to go and, and spend time with her daughter, having to hide from her, her kid in the house. That whole journey, we all knew what was going on with the virus by that time. And we all knew how many lives had been lost by that time. But actually seeing it and seeing it from someone who we felt like we knew, at least for the last 14 years, that was unmistakably great and responsible television. And speaking of being fully healthy, support for the Southern Belle of Beverly Hills is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus they're vegan and low in sugar, just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from. So instead of choosing just one, visit justlive.com and use code support to buy one, get one free. Again, that's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code word support. And staying with Chloe for a moment, I remember in the first season when they met the guy who was unhoused, Shorty, or one of the earlier seasons when they met Shorty, and Chloe befriended him gave him a hotel room to stay in for a couple of days. I think they gave him a shave and tried to set him up with a place to live. But at the time he wasn't ready. I don't know what his personal story was and why he wasn't ready, but he made it clear that he didn't want the kind of help like getting a house or any other type of help. He didn't want it at that time. But I remember the episode and I remember even at that time thinking how nice it was that they did this for this gentleman. Apparently through the years, fans have been asking about Shorty, which obviously shows the type of fan that they have of the show. You can say, okay, that was for ratings. You can say that that was for eyes on the television if you want to, but that wouldn't exactly make sense because even without the cameras, they've been known to do things with the Dream Center through donations, as well as volunteering. They've been known to do things with the Union Rescue Mission, which I, they did highlight that on the show a few times. They talked about how vulnerable women are in the streets and how there's a big misconception about people who are unhoused um, have to be substance abusers or mentally ill, which is not true. It's sometimes the simple fact of losing a job and they were living paycheck to paycheck. 
and not having a family or support system to fall back on. Family and friends are so important and having a support system is so important. And people don't realize that a lot of people in America are literally one day, one bad day away from being unhoused or homeless themselves. Some of these people are in that position because they ran away from abusive relationships or an abuse can be physical, it can be mental, it can be financial, it can be all of them. And people usually will say when they hear about a woman in a situation where some of some or all of those things are happening, the first thing they'll say is, well, she's stupid. Well, why didn't she leave? Because maybe she didn't have anywhere to go. But these women sometimes in these homeless situations are so brave that even with nowhere to go, they will still go. And I don't know how strong you have to be to do that, but you have to realize that that's a strong woman to pick up and leave with absolutely nowhere to go and no one to lean on. So really the importance of the show when you tie it all up comes down to family. They show that family is a lot of things. It's biological, it's half siblings, it's old flames, it's friends. Family is so many things. You get along sometimes and a lot of times you don't. You love each other always, but you don't necessarily have to agree with each other or see eye to eye. And you're still a good family and you still love each other. Families make mistakes. Families are sometimes rude to each other. Families love each other. So in a way, I feel like the show that has influenced all of us, not just America, but the world, I feel like the show is in a way an extension of Robert Kardashian's legacy. He taught them, and in some weird ways, they teach us. We all remember the rose and the thorn that they do, and they said came from their father. We all know about how their father taught them about the importance of hard work. We all know about how their father taught them about the importance of building businesses and entrepreneurial spirits. We all know how their father taught them about the importance of family. So with all that we've benefited from with the show over the decade and a half, I stand by the Kardashian-Jenners are the most influential family of the last decade. Hey, so if you enjoyed the show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. You can also find it at Believe Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find me at SUZQ90210, SUZQ90210 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in advertising, reach out to Believe at Believe.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.